Hi, welcome to the Power for Good podcast. I'm your host, Christina Ray Almeida, entrepreneur, environmental advocate, somatic healer, life coach, and really just a grateful part of this beautiful planet. I'm also a former alcoholic and addict, and I'm here to ask some really hard questions while diving deep and discovering how influential people are using their power for good or not. What happens when someone goes through an awakening? Can people really change? How and why? Let's explore. Hello, loves. It's Christina Ray, and welcome back to the Power for Good podcast, a place where we discuss how influential people are using their power for good or not. My guest today is a woman who truly has something to teach us. She has turned her pain into beauty and is truly using her power for good. Her name is Tamara Mina. Tamara and I met through a friend on social media, and once we connected, it was like soul sisters. She has an infectious smile, beauty, and glow to her. The first time we talked, we spoke over an hour. We laughed, we cried. Her vulnerability and truth is something that you rarely come upon in a person. Her strength is absolutely inspiring and empowering. She is literally the embodiment of power for good. Tamara is a bilingual motivational speaker, actress, host, model, content creator, ambassador, survivor, and eternal optimist. Tamara was born and raised in Leon, Mexico, and immigrated to the U.S. at the age of 13. At the age of 19, she suffered a horrific car accident that left her paralyzed from the mid-chest down and unfortunately killed her boyfriend. It was a miracle that Tamara survived this accident. From surviving a near-death experience, Tamara chose to dedicate her life to share her message of hope and above all, motivate people to believe in themselves. Despite this tragedy that she endured, she never lost sight of her dreams. Tamara went back to school and despite several hospitalizations, graduated with high honors, summa cum laude, Additionally, she broke a huge barrier at her university by being the first commencement speaker in a wheelchair to deliver an inspirational speech in front of 10,000 people. Powerful! Today's podcast is truly from the heart. Tamara shares her story and wisdom she has gained through living life, not as a victim, but truly a warrior, a survivor, and a woman who creates the life that she wants. She didn't stop and let her situation overcome her, but instead... Through the use of gratitude, faith, love, and accountability, we're stronger and brighter than ever before. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited because I'm here with Tamara Mena. So good morning, Tamara. Thank you for joining us. How are you feeling? Are you awake today? I'm good. I'm I'm awake. I'm excited. I'm thankful to be here. Thankful to be alive. Beautiful. So why don't we start today off with maybe you sharing in your own words, who is Tamara? Who are you today? Who am I today? <laughs> hey, I think I am. I'm just kidding. No, I am. Um, my name is Tamara Mena and I'm a bilingual motivational speaker, host, actor, and content creator and model. I'm very passionate about life. I'm thankful to to be alive. I've gone through a lot of things in my life, unfortunately. And fortunately, I've survived many. So I I think if you would have told me years ago like some of the things that I that would happen in my life, I I would have never believed it just because, you know, I I wasn't born with a disability. I was able-bodied for 19 years and I never thought I could become disabled one day. So um, that has been the biggest, you could say, curveball that life has thrown at me. And yeah, and unfortunately, I, I lost my boyfriend in the car accident that where I lost my ability to walk. And so it was very, very difficult to go through that, especially at 19 years old. But I can honestly say, like, from that, like, 
everything, you know, as it, life is a journey. Everything has t- taken me or led me to where I am now. So, of course, I wish that's uh, it was something very tragic. Of course, I wish it wouldn't have happened. But at, but at the same time, I have learned to find the beauty in, you know, in, in this life. And I've learned to be thankful for the lessons that I've learned. And I'm thankful to be the strong person that I am now because I know I, I wouldn't be this strong if I hadn't gone through all of that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And honestly, since the first moment that we connected, even if it was through through Zoom, I see such positivity, like you're just shining and so full of hope and love. I mean, I think the first time we talked, we talked for like over an hour and we just laughed, we cried, Um, but just you're a beautiful soul and a true role model. But what do you, what got you to this, this place and getting through, as you mentioned, some of the tragedy in your life, what got you to be this role model and this beautiful spirit of hope? You know, that's, that's a great question. I really never thought of myself like as a role model like like I didn't you know a lot of people tell me like that I'm an inspiration and I never thought like I would be one and it's not like it was my goal ever to to be necessarily either a role model because I feel like there there's pressure in being a role model you know feels pressure to like to be uh the perfect person for other people or for younger generations. And at the same time, I have just tried to live my life. You know, I don't pretend to be perfect. So uh, it was never something I imagined, but it's it's kind of like one thing, like I said, one thing has led me to another. And now knowing that I, that I'm an inspiration to other people, um, it's something that I'm grateful for because I, I didn't really have a lot of role models like with disabilities like when I when I became paralyzed it was in 2005 and social media was just starting out so we weren't as connected as we are now now we have you know YouTube we have uh, of course podcasts there's so many ways of being resourceful now and so many ways of connecting with other people which is wonderful but when I became paralyzed, it was like, I, I don't know if you remember, but it was my space. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like Facebook wasn't even around yet, you know, and or it was starting. But, you know, I didn't even have Facebook yet. So mm-hmm. the first two years after sustaining a spinal cord injury are the most difficult years because my body or anyone's body is like in shock. You know, your body's trying to just understand what the heck is going on, you know, why you can't communicate the way you used to. It's just, it's very difficult on so many levels, emotionally, mentally, physically. And I did have, thankfully, some people who came to visit me to the, to the hospital, like peer support. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. important to have role models or to have mentors. It really is something that I, I truly value. And I'm thankful for it to have that. But at the same time, I didn't feel represented. Like I, I didn't know anyone. It, I started modeling before my accident in a really weird way. I never even, I never even wanted to model. I never even thought I could model truly because um, I'm 5'2". And growing up, like models were very tall and slender um, you know, blue eyes, blonde hair. I don't know. I just feel like I, I was definitely not like the prototype where I didn't have, you know, the the look at all. And, um, but I actually, the way I got into modeling is, uh, a friend of mine, she encouraged me to do a bikini competition and there was going to be like a prize and everything. Like if you won cover girl, and the reason why she encouraged me is because um, I would go work out and she would always see me, you know, working out and stuff. And she was like, oh my God, like, look at these girls. Like, I, you're so much prettier. Like, you should do it. And she just encouraged. I was like, I think that's one thing about me that I've always been like, why not? You know, I, I don't like to limit myself mm-hmm. even before my accident. I try. At least I try. 
And, and that is thanks to my mom. My mom has always encouraged me to, she's always given me confidence, you know, to just to, to try things, to, to do it and to be committed. And so I, so I, long story short, I went to this competition and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I showed up in my bikini and yeah, out of like hundreds of girls, I made it to the top 12. So I, I did place in the, in the calendar, I made it in the calendar. I did not win the cover, but, <laughs> um, but I made it in the calendar. And then from being, from winning this, I, um, we were also part of our gift or, or I mean, prize was to start a modeling portfolio. So then I started shooting with a photographer and that was like the first time I, I was really working with, with like a really actual professional photographer. And so we actually became really good friends and he saw a lot of potential in me, which I'm so thankful for um, till this day, just because he helped me so much. Like his, it was about to come. Like it, like mm-hmm. it was changing having him in my life when I became paralyzed because I did not think I could model like at all. Like I didn't even have a reference of any model with a disability. Like yeah, 2005. Like I remember thinking I, I didn't know anyone, and I and he's the one who first told me he's like you can still model just because you're in a wheelchair. You're just as beautiful. You know, it doesn't mean you are not beautiful anymore. It's still you. You're just in a wheelchair. And I remember looking at him like, are you kidding me? Like mm-hmm. me in a wheelchair, like modeling, like, and I guarantee you if there had been someone, you know, that I knew like, like mainstream uh, and, you know, like I, it would have given me so much more confidence, you know, to, to see like, okay, they did it. I can do it too you know, and, and I didn't really have that truly. I had, like I said, some, some peer mentors that came to the hospital, which I'm so thankful for. And actually I paid it forward because later when I, once I, you know, adjusted to life and things like that, I, I used to live in Modesto and the hospital that I did my rehab at is Santa Clara Valley Medical Center is in like the Bay Area. And so it was awesome because later on, I, I would go there often, especially when they had young women who got injured because um, there's a lot more men who are par- who become paralyzed, interestingly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it has to do a lot. It has changed, but it has to do a lot with like sports. A lot of mm-hmm. men, you know, get injured with sports. I really don't know the stats or the ratio, but I do know that there's significantly more um, more guys who become paralyzed. So there there are not a lot of young girls. So when I I didn't have a young girl in a wheelchair as a friend, and I would have loved that, you know, somebody that would have like yeah. taught me and showed me like, you know, you can wear heels, you can just wear a bathing suit. Like I didn't have that, and It'd be fabulous. <laughs> and yeah, and it took me so long. It truly took me so long to be the person that I am now. It took me a long time. And I feel like there's a lot of things about me now that were there before my accident, but I felt like I couldn't be that person in the wheelchair or disabled. You know, I didn't know how to merge. I didn't know how to do that. And, you know, I didn't want to be too sexy, you know, like, is that okay for being disabled? No, because, you know, it's something you don't see. So um, it was very difficult and not, you know, for many years, but, but, you know, like I said, everything took me to, to where I am now. And luckily over the years, I, you know, I've, I've learned to be more confident within myself, to love myself, um, of course, it w- it has been difficult. Like I said, I before my accident, I was very, I was in really good shape. I was in the best shape, like body wise, and I worked out a lot. I loved working out my legs and my abs, and I'm paralyzed from the chest down. So, I you know I can't really work out my legs. I mean, you can, but like it's it's no longer what it was at all. 
And so that was really difficult. You know, you have to kind of mourn your body. You have to let go of that person that you were and you have to reinvent yourself. You know, you have to find new ways of, of living life. Um, you know, the, the reality is we all go through a lot of changes in life and we all, and you can adapt. I think it's just very difficult, obviously, when you're going through it. So life-changing situation yeah. um, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, but but uh, I mean, at least now I'm able to be um, hopefully an example. Like I said, it's not like I I don't consider myself the best example in the world. It's not like I, that's what I wanted to do in my life. But I am glad that other women or other people, um, you know, find inspiration in me because it just makes me feel like everything that I've gone through is worth it. If I can inspire someone else. Well, it's really beautiful because as you said, at the time that this happened to you, you didn't have a role model or figure, someone to look up to you and to share that experience with. And so you are becoming that which you really needed. That's so, so cool. That's amazing. And I know you keep saying that you're not really, but it really seems like you're becoming a beautiful role model. And I feel like there's no better person, you know, than, than you to become that. So that's to me, Thank so, you. so inspiring. Um, and what, what do you feel that when somebody does go through something like this, like an unexpected changes in their life, what do you think that, like, what can they do? to still dig deep inside of them and turn it around or still go for their dreams and conquer what they would like to do in life. What would you recommend? What would your advice be for that? I would say the number one thing that has helped me is gratitude, like being, Mm -hmm. being thankful, being, because like when my accident happened, I was so anxious I didn't know what had happened I didn't know how we we had gone into an accident and so I felt like I was just going crazy and I just remember um, my faith my faith has been really important to me Um, ever since I was young my mom um, just she just taught me to believe and you know in God and I believed in something higher and you know higher power And I believe that, you know, God would help me. I didn't know why this was happening. I remember trying to make sense of it. I was going crazy and I had so much pain physically. It was terrible. I I still remember that moment. But I remember like the only thing that gave me a little bit of peace was thinking um, that God was with me and that he would give me the strength to get through this, that there was a reason I, I, I survived that I was alive. So I focusing, no matter how negative the situation, no matter how um, dark things may seem, always focusing on, it sounds so cliche, but it truly like really counting and, and cherishing your blessings is really, really important. So even though here I was in a situation where, um, you know, I couldn't feel my legs, uh, I didn't know the diagnostic or I didn't know that I was, wasn't was going to be able to walk again yet. But obviously I knew something had happened, something serious with my body. And then I, I also knew that my boyfriend Patrick was gone. But I still, in the midst of all of this, I was thankful that I survived. You know, I was glad that I had a chance that other people didn't. So I think... Number one for me is gratitude. Also, number two is taking responsibility and taking accountability for your life. Because, yes, like this is something that I wish could have changed, but I couldn't change it. It happened. But the only thing that I can control and that we can control is the way we decide to react to things, the way you um the meaning that you give to them, you know, in your life. So I just decided that I wasn't going to let this huge incident in my life stop me from accomplishing my dreams. If anything, I felt like, if anything, it was a wake-up call. It was like, if I have a second chance in life, 
is for a reason and I I need to I need to go go big um my boyfriend Patrick he his motto was go big or go home he would always mm-hmm. say that, go big or go home and I felt like as much as I was in so much pain because I truly was that he was no longer here I also felt like the best way I could honor him would be living my life to the fullest and going big like you said you know and yeah he didn't have that chance. I did. So I I feel like that's super important. But I did take also responsibility for my life. It's like, how do I want to live my life? You know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to put in the work for you. You know, you can have a lot of people around you, you know, rooting for you. And it's really important, of course, like the sense of community. I mean, my family was really there for me. Um, I just recently saw um, one of my godmothers. She was like amazing. She stayed in the hospital with me. Um, She was just like, she lived with us for the first few years. She helped my mom and I so much just to like adapt to my new life. So for sure, I would not be probably the positive person if I didn't have all this amazing support from my family and friends and community. So Mm-hmm. It's really important. Of course, it matters. But at the end of the day, you know, you're the one who has to decide to wake up or not wake up, you know, to to live a good life or not. And that's really on you. And, and you have to take responsibility for your life, even though like this was something that I obviously didn't choose. Uh, it happened. It was an accident but I was going to be responsible for how the way I chose to live my life afterwards. And I think that's really important in a sense, like not being a victim of your own story and not victimizing yourself, which is very easy to do. And especially when, um, when dark things happen, when difficult situations happen, I feel like, most of us, the first thing we do is why, why me? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember questioning why, why me? And I remember one day I answered myself. I said, well, why not me? What makes me so special mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm, that I like this can't, can't happen. And I remember that was like very, uh, life-changing moment for me is one of the most life-changing moments when I answered myself well why not me like I'm not I'm not special like everyone this can happen to anyone at any time so yeah why not me and that and I stopped questioning the why me and after that it was more like what am I gonna do out of my life like what is it that I want out of out of this second chance that I got so I was already thinking I have to go back to college because that was like my number one goal since I was really young. My mom would always say, um, like that's mm-hmm. going to be your inheritance, like your education. And yeah. I really am so thankful because um, I grew up in Mexico and I, I went to school in, in Mexico until I was 13. And I went to a bilingual school, bilingual private school. And I know I would not, I would not be where I am now. Like a bilingual content creator is really not easy Mm -hmm. going back and forth uh, in English and Spanish. And, you know, I've given interviews on TV in English and Spanish. I would not be where, where I am if it hadn't been for all of the things that my mom did for me. Like she really, because I hate it. I, I remember when I started that school, I hated it and I would cry (laughs) English it was very advanced it was very difficult like high level academics and I she had to get me a tutor and she was like tu puedes you got this I remember telling her mommy fulanita so-and-so she has like a high GPA and I remember my mom she said you can do it too but you have to work hard like you have to you know study more and and which I did. And like I said, she got me a tutor. And after a couple of years, I had one of, the, I was one of the highest GPAs. And it, she just taught me, you know, that at a young age. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was so proud that like, wow, like I, I did it. You know, I remember 
thinking like, I don't, yeah, I didn't want to go to school because I didn't like it. But I remember she would tell me one day you're going to thank me. And oh boy, like the, the time probably when we moved to the US and when, once I was here, that's when I truly realized like how much what she did for me changed just because there were other people who had just come to the US as well. Mm-hmm. You know, any, you know, any English. And so, yeah, just being able to go to high school and, you know, get to college prep classes and then go to college, like it, it really obviously made a big difference in my life what she did but but yeah ever since I was young I I knew I wanted to graduate from college so I was already thinking like I have to go back I'm not gonna let this stop me and um I it was about a month and a half after my accident yeah just barely about a month and a half um and one of my aunts she came it was actually always the holidays are a little bit difficult because it was around this time that I became paralyzed. I became paralyzed in October. Mm-hmm. So um, so the first Christmas, that first Christmas was tough. Um, but luckily I was able to be outside of the hospital because um, I was going to be in the hospital for Christmas and I was so devastated because yeah. all I wanted to do was to go home and be with my family. Mm-hmm. And and actually, uh, that did work out. Like I had a big brace that was like went from here all the way down to my pelvis, and it was not letting me do the transfers and things like that. It was preventing me for really doing like the therapy. So then they sent me home um, with this brace, which in a way, like I said, it worked out because I was able to be home um, with my family for the holidays. And that was like very special. And a lot of my family came to visit me. And one of my aunts, um, she was visiting me. And I remember that she said, just remember that you're not a victim. You're a survivor. Mm. And that was those words truly marked my life forever. I remember. um, Yeah, it's so important to not be in in the victim mode. Yeah, I remember just just the the way she said it. And in that moment, it was something that I really needed to hear. And, but more, even more importantly was like my commitment. I didn't even say anything to her. I just like listened to her, but I remember telling myself I am, and I'm going to live my life that way. I'm going to live my life as a survivor. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's basically, I'm going to live my life, um, you know, like, uh, as a warrior, as a survivor, not as a victim. I don't want people mm-hmm. to feel hard for me. I want to be, um, I'm going to look at the positives. I'm going to look at what I have and not what I don't have. And I'm just going to try to take advantage of this, this second chance that I have and, and go big. Like Pat, Pat would always say. <laughs> I love that. Who am I? There comes a point in our lives where we find ourselves asking this question, where we find ourselves feeling a bit lost as we realize that there has to be more to life and there has to be more to me. Well, guess what? There is. You are stronger and more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And I'm hosting a retreat to guide you, along with a group of like-minded women on your journeys to discovering your most powerful and genuine selves. Through yoga, meditation, breathwork, ecstatic dance, connecting to nature, and most importantly, sisterhood, we will step unapologetically into our most powerful and primal selves. Use this exclusive discount code, power for good, all one word, at checkout on our website, primalawakening.com, and receive 15% off if you sign up today. Join us for four nights at an eco-luxury retreat center in Florida along the San Sebastian River October 12th through 16th for the first ever All Women Primal Awakening Retreat and an experience you will never forget. And remember, together we heal. I'll see you there. No, it's, I honestly just dropped so much wisdom. I'm like processing it all. <laughs> Amazing. But what I, I think what I, I'm really getting is that you just really took charge of your life. And I think that's such an important message for everyone listening to this, that no matter what you go through, 
and where you are in your life, it doesn't even necessarily mean you have to go through something, but we are really the creators of our own reality. Right. And it's not like always like things are happening to us, but sometimes we can work with the situations in our life. And like you did, you decided not to be a victim of what was happening exactly. And instead started to uh, be grateful as you know, which is really, really amazing that you can actually bring in gratitude during those times and after something going through something like this and turning to a, a higher power in your, in your case, God and faith, but, um, you know, notice realizing that there is a, a greater good and a higher power out there and being accountable. Um, so that's absolutely beautiful and very inspiring. And I think it's a great message as well and very important. Something that I too have realized recently that is <laughs> you are the creator of your own reality and you can do anything that you dream of, anything that you want to, no matter your situation. And I think you are a beautiful example of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, I think it's very, you know, we often have like, it's just very difficult because, you know, I, I've had to battle in this life. Like, for example, being, being just growing up in Mexico and being Latina, the way yeah. the way uh, Latin countries view people with disabilities is even even lower or even worse if in, in a sense than, than here. You know, I feel like in Mexico it's very like, ay, pobrecito, pobrecita, she's a, está enfermita. Like, and it's not, um, you know, like, think about, like, todas las novelas, all of the telenovelas, like, they all magically walk, you know, if they become paralyzed, like, the, I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched them, <laughs> they all, like, recover, they all recover, uh, uh, also, they're all, like, super depressed. Yeah, like, it's not the right message. Um, yeah, and, and not just the novelas. I mean, also in in the U.S., you know, mm-hmm. um, I remember watching the movie Me Before You, and I was already in a relationship with my fiance, and I just the the narrative was was that you know the his life was so terrible, mm-hmm. being paralyzed that even even though he found love, someone who is an able-bodied person who who loved him just for who he is. He just couldn't love himself enough and committed suicide. That's like really dark, you know? Yeah. And, and of course, I mean, mental health and suicide is something that, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very sensitive topic for, for me because um, my, my fiance's brother committed suicide. So I know, I know how how real depression is and how yeah. how bad it can be. So I, I I you know I say with the with a lot of respect, but but in general, like the narrative is like that the person is so depressed. The person is like you need a savior almost, you know, like somebody mm-hmm. to come save you, and uh, instead of an empowered strong person with a disability you know and and owning their disability and that's kind of like what happened with my fiance and I we're like the opposite if anything I remember when we started um talking like he was in a bad bad place in life like just just low very low moment in his life and I gave him like the strength you know to move forward and and I mean we inspire each other because he also like motivates me so much um, so we, we help each other and, you know, that's just how it is. But, but it's, it was like the complete, you know, if anything I gave him yeah. to live, you know, it was the opposite. Well, that is not surprising to me because Tamara, you're so strong. Like <laughs> You're ready, right? Strength, your glow, you're beautiful. So yeah, I think anyone that meets you is going to instantly be positively affected. So Thanks. I'm not surprised by that. Thank you. <laughs> Which actually, I was just thinking. I have um, my dark days. Eh, we all do, right? But I feel like even you on your darkest day is probably still glowing and radiant. <laughs> um, 
but you know, it's like, like, you know, for example, I live with chronic nerve pain and that's honestly really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Like my legs feel like they're always like on fire. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like needles poking me and sometimes it feels like they're burning and then oh, wow. sometimes I feel like um, just electricity going up and down, like shock waves. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really painful, and and it's it it, it that at times also kind of triggers um, anxiety because you know I'm in pain. So um, my life is far from perfect. It's just what I want to say, you know. But we all have a choice and we all decide how we want to see ourselves. And I think that's what's really important. That's what I would like for anyone to take away from this. You know, the way you see yourself truly matters because if you believe that you are weak, that you are not worthy, uh, I mean, it's just, you're not going to want to live. You know, you, you have to see value in yourself and, and, and know that you are worthy and, I truly believe, you know, we are all here for a reason. We and we all have a purpose. If you are alive, you are breathing, you are listening to this right now, you matter and you are here for a reason. And and you know, it doesn't matter like how many followers you have, it doesn't matter whether your bank account is like every person has a story to tell, every person has a mission to fulfill. And I think a lot of times it's just finding what is my mission, you know, or what is my purpose in life. I think that can be difficult. And I can honestly say that because it's taken me a long time. Like, you know, I I mean, I've done a lot of things in my life after my accident, but I feel like I, I kind of ran away. Well, not ran, you know, but I kind of stayed away, ran away from my purpose and now over time, like I've really gotten to understand, like at the end of the day, regardless of what I do, my purpose in life, I feel like my mission is to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways of inspiring people. There's so many ways of helping people. Um, that's something that I also like, I used to feel like I would hold myself back. Like, oh, if I had a lot of money, I could help more people. Like, there's so many ways of helping others you know you sometimes a person just needs somebody to believe in them you know like um I had one guy message me who was going through um just a a lot of difficult stuff and and I I messaged him back and he was just like wow like I've messaged so many people nobody had responded I didn't think you'd respond thank you so much and you give me hope. Like sometimes it's just, you know, simple things that, you know, to give back, to help someone else. So I feel like we, we all have, like I said, we all have a purpose. Yeah. That's so important. Some people just want to be heard even, you know, and I think you brought up a good point too. It's even through just like social media or, um, you know, you think you, even through my social media, sometimes I, I, I try to make sure to share just as much of the positive as the negative. You know, as you said, there are some dark days. So while we do look glowy and positive and happy, it's important for everyone to realize too that, um, that it is normal to have dark days too. And yeah. sometimes what you see on social media is not the whole story, you know, it's not. and it's so not. some people are just sharing the rainbows and sunshine and you, um, and it's, it's a little bit toxic because you'll have, you know, young women or, or men looking at that and thinking like, wow, their life is so perfect. I, why is it, why am I not perfect? And so I've, I've been thinking a lot about that recently. And, um, so I try, you know, and with the photo, um, editing and all of the crazy stuff that happens where you really start to, um, build this, this persona or um, some influencers and stuff start to build this certain personas that, that people just can't measure up to. And so it starts to build this sort of toxic narrative within your head. So I appreciate you, you sharing that as well, that we do all have our dark days and we all go through our own pain, whatever that might be for you. And I love that you share that through your social medias as well. You always share um, a lot of what you're going through. I've, I'm definitely trying to be more open as well, which, you know, it's vulnerable. It's scary sometimes to share that because yeah, you're is. opening up your heart, you're sharing what you're going through. And it's so much easier to share the, the rainbows and sunshine and the easy parts of your life than like, oh, I'm having a 
a panic attack right now and I'm crying and I don't feel good. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's very difficult, but uh, that's something that has been really important for me to be authentic because, you know, I felt um, that's something that I saw in other creators with disabilities that I felt like everything seemed very glamorized. And mm-hmm. it's like, because obviously I know this life, now and I know like all of the things that can happen and and I felt like from some creators like that I, I it was like I wish they they would just open up more about other things so I I kind of started to do what I felt like I was needing for myself and so I started to become more open and yes it's scary to be vulnerable scary to be honest especially on a big platform and you're opening up your heart but I also, I also know how much that matters. I mean, I sometimes I feel like a lot of times what we do, we don't even realize the impact. And I, and a lot of times, yeah. and, and you have to be okay with that. And you know that in a way, that's selfishly your ego wanting to to get the credit and wanting, and you have to be okay with knowing that you may never know like how much you've helped other people but just do it because you want to help other people and not because you want the credit or the praise, if, if that makes sense. And um, I've tried to, you know, um, just be open with my audience because I don't, that, that is one thing that I don't want people to think that my life is perfect. I, for example, right now, like I'm dealing with, I'm having some issues with my belly button. Uh, I don't know if you had seen, but I had to have a surgery yeah, I read belly button not that long ago. And they removed a cyst from there. Well, the cyst came back. I haven't really opened up about about this, but as the holidays are coming close, I got I'm dealing with this, and you know, mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. there's so many things that we don't see behind the scenes, you know, yeah. behind the perfect outfit or makeup. And I think it's just really important that we all know that we don't glamorize too much, like social media we have to understand what what you we see on social media is like a glimpse you know of their life and yes some some people only choose to 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 share the positives because it is much better it is much easier to to share the positives but i agree and i would kind of create like a false narrative like like life is like their life is perfect and nobody's life is perfect there's so much that we're all dealing with and just know you're human and and we all have our breakdowns. You may not see them, but we all do. And I, I think what really is important is that no matter how how low you go, no matter how dark things are, you give yourself the time to to have a bad day or hopefully it's a bad moment. Maybe, you know, it's really up to us too to turn it around, to turn that yeah you know for that to become a moment a bad moment and not a bad day um mm-hmm. it really isn't us and i i know you're very spiritual but something that truly has helped me recently is like meditating i'm i'm kind of new to meditating mm-hmm. but it really has helped me just like taking you know time to just it sounds so almost stupid almost like so basic but like just taking time to even breathe, you know, just the breathing. No, it's so it's- important. Breath work. Yeah. I'm very, very into that. All sorts of breathing techniques. So this does not sound stupid at all. No, <laughs> it's very we important. didn't realize yeah. that with something so simple, we could help our body. I remember not too long mm-hmm. ago, I had horrible headache and it was just like, uh, I didn't feel well. And then I did like a short meditation on clubhouse. It was like, a five minute thing. It was not even uh, something long. And I actually know that one wasn't, wasn't like five minutes, but it was short, like 10 minutes maybe. And then it, we did breath work and, you know, just kind of forget about everything else and just be with yourself. And it really helped me. Like I actually felt much better. Like I, my headache was gone after I did this. And now I was like, wow. Okay. Like, it's it's really important. So with social media being, you know, toxic, being, you know, not fully real with 
the pandemic with so many things that we have going on, I think it's, it is really important to take time just for yourself, even if it's just a five, 10 minutes time to be with yourself time also to do affirmations. You know, it's really Mm -hmm. important because your mindset is everything. If you are thinking negatively that you will attract negativity, you know, and we are like, we reflect ourselves. So when, when people, it's difficult sometimes, you know, being on social media because there are some people that, I mean, they go below the belt, you know, some of the things that they say. Um, so you have to be okay with that, you know, being uh, as a social media influencer or just, just having an online presence. There's going to be people from all walks of life and there's going to be those mean, negative. Yeah, you're opening up to everyone who will judge you without even knowing you and you have to be okay with that. But you also have to understand is a reflection of who they are, not who you are. And I think that's also really important that, you know, we, we all show what what's inside of us. Mm -hmm. And the more you nurture yourself, the more you love yourself, the more loving and accepting you'll be of others. And, and really when you feel good about yourself, when you, are confident in the person that you are that inspires other people. Um, like I recently wrote in one of my posts, um, and this is after thinking about it, it's something very simple, not a big phrase, but when you empower yourself, you empower others. You truly do. And it's really important. It's not a selfish thing to do, you know, to, to foster self-love and, you know, to love yourself, to build yourself, because then you will be able to build, uh, build others up. And, and, you know, if you're not okay, you cannot be there for others. That's definitely true. And I feel that that's something I kind of worked on earlier this year is just filling up my cup. And someone once told me, I was like, your cup has to be so full. And once your cup, that's how people get wrong because they try to like help other people by filling their cups, but their cup is empty. (laughs) And so she was like, I think it was a therapist I was working with. She was like, what you need to do instead is actually fill your cup up so much that it's actually just like spilling out the sides. And so you not even intentionally are helping people. Yeah. Your cup is so full. It's just overflowing. Anywhere you go, you're just going to help people because your cup is literally so full. It's like flowing. Um, Absolutely. It's it's really true. Like, uh, yeah, I I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. And it often seems like, you know, like we're not taught to like, to put ourselves as a priority because it can be looked as selfish. Uh, Of course, there's many ways of giving back, but you do have to have you know, boundaries and you have mm-hmm. to time for yourself and you have to know what you want. And obviously it's easier said than done, but I, it really is important that you put yourself first so that you can be there for other people. So I was thinking about what we were talking about earlier and, and just how we see ourselves as well. There's so many times we as humans, I mean, just look in the mirror and have so much negative self-talk and we see ourselves and we feel ugly. We feel helpless, useless. For a long time, I had a very negative self image and I really didn't love myself. Every time I looked in the mirror, it was like, I'm fat. I'm, my nose is too big, this or that, you know, <laughs> and it was just, it was a negative narrative that I had going on. And it took a lot of training for me and practices to really change that narrative as well as a lot of like self-work. But what are some ways that you practice to see yourself in a different light? Like some ways that you really saw, got to see yourself as beautiful. First off, I am, I connect with you because that happened to me. You know, I, I feel like even when I was young, I, I didn't really feel beautiful, like growing up. So it, you know, it's taken me a long time to be able to look in the mirror and, and be, and be confident and be comfortable with myself it really has taken me um, a long time. And especially after becoming uh, disabled, obviously that took an, another toll on me on in so many levels. But for me, I think it's really, it has been really important. Also uh, the affirmations, like I said, um, having support, obviously having people 
who are encouraging, you know, um, choose your friends wisely. You know, you want to have people or, you know, people that they're close to that are in your corner, you know, those people that are like judging you and like bringing you down or not uplifting you. Like you don't need people like that. You know, I, I feel like, um, you have to find a balance because it maybe is a really great friend or family member. You have to find ways of like balancing that because it, having negative people in, in your life can really bring you down. So I think it's really important to know the type of people that you surround yourself with and you want to have people who are in your corner, who are building you up. And, um, also, like I said, the affirmations for me, the other thing that really helped was, um, doing photo shoots. Like I mentioned my friend earlier, um, the photographer, he really just helped me believe in myself and encouraged me to get back to modeling. And so then when we started doing the photo shoots and I started to see myself in the wheelchair, it was like very eye-opening I remember thinking like okay maybe I am beautiful okay in a wheelchair which is something that mm -hmm. I would I didn't think I could be you know but then seeing myself so I guess the power of just transformation you know I love makeup so for me also makeup makeup has that power I actually mm -hmm. was just saying this to um a big brand did a, a feature on me and um stay tuned for that But um, I was talking about how makeup has always been there for me. I've like, that's something that has been a constant in my life because I remember after my accident, like wanting to do my makeup just to feel better about myself. And also I remember, even though it was challenging to do it, but I could still do it. So I felt, I found comfort in makeup because that's something that I could still do, even though it was like challenging, but I could still do it because there's so many other things that I could no longer do. Like, for example, I loved rollerblading, like absolutely loved rollerblading till this day. I still miss it. Like I miss the, the feeling of rollerblading, you know, with my legs, like feeling the, just the wind. Like I, I miss it so much. There isn't, there's so many other ways of finding joy and there's other sports, but I haven't found, anything else quite like it mm -hmm. but so you know so some of those things I've had to just accept them and and let go of them but like I said makeup was there makeup fashion style like that has always been there and it's you know it's it's a way that I can be creative and it's a way that I can it's an outlet for me that's beautiful makeup's definitely a wonderful ritual And I think a practice too. And, and it's a great way to be creative as well. I think makeup has always been a part of, of my life as well. Um, but I think affirmations as well is, is a great thing that helped me as well in my journey. And I also think it's really funny that you bring up photography and that's been an interesting part of your journey because when I first moved to New York, that was something I really haven't hadn't connected until speaking with you, but That's, um, I guess, how many years, like five years ago, six years ago now, but one of the first times I ever really did a shoot. And I remember it's like seeing yourself through somebody else's lens, but it's kind of interesting to think about the power, the healing power of just how we can heal each other and through art and through this different mm -hmm. way. Because this woman, this photographer had reached out to me. She's now a friend of mine through Instagram and was like, let's do a shoot. And I'm like, me? Um, and so we connected and then we did this shoot and she was just like, you're beautiful. Like, like basically making me her muse. And then, uh, when I saw the pictures afterwards, I was like, is that me? You know, like, wow. Like it's just, you know, somewhat seeing yourself through somebody else's lens and feeling that energy is just really incredible. And I think it can yeah. be so transformational and so empowering too through Absolutely. this photography. So, um, That's really, really awesome that you had that experience as well. That is why I actually, I started um, the Embrace You project. I started like many years ago and it was like essentially what it was. I did it based on my experience. So I did a photo shoot for 
um, these women who were disabled, who had never done a photo shoot, a professional photo shoot in, in the wheelchair because it was so life changing for me. It helped me see myself in a different light. It just helped me embrace who I was, you know, and, and so I did that um, for them. And it's something that I, I really uh, recently I've been thinking um, or kind of restarted it because I stopped it for many years, but I really want to continue it. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to, so I'm, I guess I'm in the process of, of that finding um, just finding ways of, of funding this project, but because I really want to do that for other people, I want to provide what, you know, thankfully I had my friend and we, we did that and I know how much it helped me. And I also saw how much it helped those women. So I want to do that for more women who are struggling. And it's not just women with disabilities, you know, because mm -hmm. we all go through life changes, our body changes, um, you know, in, in many ways. And it's difficult sometimes to accept those changes. So it's not for me, the way I see it, it's not, I didn't just accept my disability. I embraced it. It's like a, it's like a step further. You know, one yeah. thing is, yeah, I accept that I'm in a wheelchair, but I embraced it. You know, I decided to love myself with the wheelchair and with everything that it comes with. And I, I want to, help other women do that because there's a lot of women or guys to that for example they don't post pictures in a wheelchair all you see mm -hmm. is like photos of them without the wheelchair um they just don't want to see the wheelchair you know and and i mean the wheelchair doesn't define you and the wheelchair doesn't have to be who you are but in a way it is also part of you so it's also important to be okay with you know just accepting and embracing all of who you are. Yeah. That's why I'm very passionate about, about just self-love and about the Embrace It project. That's amazing. That's an amazing project. I would love to to learn more of that. Actually, we should definitely continue the, the conversation. Um, yeah. I, I, I have some, some photographer friends that would be really interested in me as well. I am so passionate about empowering women and, and all of those um, initiatives as well. So let's definitely we'll continue that conversation after yes, this podcast. <laughs> we have to connect on that. But um, so my uh, last question here is um, we've been talking a lot, touching on spirituality, touching on some awakenings. I often talk to guests on this show about awakenings, having myself gone through a major shift and awakening this many times in life, but this year in particular. So I guess wanted to ask you, have you had an awakening or many awakenings? And if so, when? I guess you could say um, two of my biggest awakenings have been when um, I had a car accident. So my first car accident in 2015 and then in 2000, I'm, I'm sorry, 2005. And then in 2015, 10 years later, I had another car accident and this time I was driving myself and it was a pretty serious car accident. Um, I actually totaled that car. So wow. it really, um, the paramedics literally told me that we were very, very lucky um, to survive and to be okay, uh, be as okay as we were considering how bad the accident had been. Um, what I can tell you that I learned from this uh, second car accident is that in life you're going to fall more than once just because you've gone through something really difficult and painful doesn't mean now you have almost like a free pass now you're not going to suffer there's always going to be like ups and downs there's always going to be you know I guess peaks and valleys in, in our journey and Oftentimes you will fall down when you least expect it. You will fall down. And in this accident, literally after dropping like 50 feet and surviving a second car accident, I was really in a dark place just because I felt like, am I doing something wrong? Is like, is this a punishment? It was very, very difficult emotionally and physically. But what I learned is that 
you will fall down more than once. Just because I had gone through that accident doesn't mean, like I said, doesn't mean now I'm invincible. So you will fall down, but you can always get back up. And it really is, it's up to you to get back up. But you you can always get back up. That's a beautiful realization and message. Thank you for sharing that. And um, that's incredible experience as well. But so amazing that you were able to also pull some wisdom out of that. So would you are, you, are you a very spiritual person? It seems like you are. Yeah, I think so. I, um, I mean, yeah, I consider myself pretty spiritual is what really like helps me, what keeps me going, just my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think my mom too, like she's always been my rock, you know, she always instilled in me um she just always gave me so much confidence in myself and i hands down would not be the person i i am if it wasn't for her and all of her amazing advice and always being there for me um like i said my family like i just seen my godmother like i said that i hadn't seen her in a few years she was so there for me she did so much for me so um, I, I feel really blessed in that sense. Also my fiance, he's fully supportive of like everything that I do. And that is like, I feel so blessed about that because, um, him and I, we started talking right when I was like planning on moving down to LA. I already had plans of moving here and it was amazing because he didn't hold me back in any way. You know, mm-hmm. he let me sort of like, spread my wings he was supportive we had to do long distance for a year but we did that for a year and and you know then he moved to LA and and he's just very supportive with just anything that I want to do and I think that's really important to find somebody that um completes you you know that yeah. you with each other and somebody who's gonna um just uplift you and not like want to change you and limit you of course like we all have room for self-improvement you know of course it's challenging being in a relationship but at the end of the day chris and i truly like accept each other you know and we and we love each other for who that person is and we're not trying to change um each other you know just to make it to make ourselves happy so it's really Mm -hmm. important to but in order for you to get there you have to know your worth you know, you truly do. And you have to know what, um, what you deserve as, as a person. So um, I'm thankful yeah. for the journey. I think that's really important. You do have to know your worth. I think the moment you start valuing yourself too is a great moment, usually when you start to bring in the type of person that will value you also. Right? Absolutely. But as we come to the end of our beautiful chat, do you have any final message you would like to share with anyone listening to this podcast? Just, I just want to tell anyone who is going through a difficult time, just know it is temporary. You may be going through a dark time right now. It may be so dark, but you can always find the light at the end of the tunnel. Like just look for it, search for it. When you are looking for the good in this world, the, for the good in people, you will find it. I, I think that's really important. And as cliche as it may seem like if you are having difficulties just with your self-worth or with just knowing where you are in life like truly start believe in the power of your mindset and and believe in affirmations even if you don't believe it in the beginning just just start repeating it to yourself because you will your mind is so powerful and eventually you will start believing so even if you don't feel beautiful I want to challenge you to look at yourself and say, I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am amazing. And you will, as time goes on, you will see how beautiful and amazing you are. Thank you so much. You are beautiful. Thank you. Inside, outside, emotionally, spirit. (laughs) Absolutely. um, Just shines. You're truly redefining what it means to be in a wheelchair, giving little girls, little boys 
hope all around the world. You're an inspiration to me and honestly inspiration to, I think anyone that meets you across your path. I'm so, so grateful that our paths have crossed. I am too. And um, grateful that you joined me today on this chat. Thank you. Yeah, my light's going down. Um, going down. I just wanted the last thing, uh, if anyone wants, uh, if they want to know more about me, please be sure to follow me. I'm just a Stamata Mena official on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And my website is stamatamena.com. Yes, definitely slide in her DMs. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you so much, Tamara. And uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. It's beautiful chat. Thank you. Thank you All so right. much. I'm Christina Ray, and you've been listening to the Power for Good podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next week for another powerful conversation. Share a story of how you are using your power for good by sending me a DM on my Instagram at Christina Ray Almeida. I'll be sharing your stories at the end of every episode weekly. If you're interested in learning more on how we can work together, head to my website, IamChristinaRay.com and let's connect. Sending you so much love and remember, you are powerful. Powerful.